Welcome to another bonus episode of Tailoring Talk with me, Roberto Rivella. This is the second bite-sized episode where I give you a little bit of news, views and education from my professional world, which is, of course, tailoring. So I currently have two main episodes in edit right now, with a third being recorded a little later today. Um, Today's Friday the 18th of June 2021. Uh, It's raining heavily and it's been pretty much non-stop here in London all day. I had my second vaccination yesterday, the COVID jab, and that went fine. I'm okay, just feeling a little bit fatigued. With the combination of weather, it's kind of a nice day just to be sort of working at home on things for the business and uh, also recording the podcast. The next main episode to be released is a part two with Artif Gafar. And it's a huge one, which means it's also a really big edit and it's taking a little bit longer than I wanted. But hopefully I'll have that up by the end of this weekend. On with this week's bonus tailoring talk. Um, Please remember to give me your feedback by giving the show a rating and a review. It helps me no end and it also helps others to find the show as well. In the news, wedding restrictions are being lifted on June the 21st. The government have announced that there won't be any maximum number of guests that are permitted to attend a wedding. But is that just fantastic news on the surface? Um, Let's uh, just run through what you need to know and what you need to be aware of if you're listening to this and considering planning your big day. So for a little while now, weddings have been restricted um, and couples have basically fallen into one or two categories so far over the last year or so. Either they're in the do category, get on with it, or they're in the delay category. Um, So they've put weddings off until we're completely clear of all this COVID stuff and there are totally no restrictions whatsoever. I mean, if you think about it, a 30 person guest limit on the big day you've dreamed of for so long is really not ideal like your wedding should be the biggest most important joyous occasion of your life to date and not having many of your close family and friends there to celebrate with you really sucks the fun out of the occasion not to mention the grief cause because you have to make choices about who you invite and who you don't invite and there are going to be some pretty peeved relatives and friends um, who don't make the cut so I don't envy anyone who's having to go through that right now Um, So the news that guest restrictions are going to be lifted on the 21st of June here in the UK has been greeted with rapturous applause, quite understandably. But there are some considerations that need to be made because it really isn't as great as it seems at first class. So although there's no set maximum number of guests that can be invited, venues still have to comply with social distancing rules. So that means that venues are still going to be limited to the number of guests that they can actually host because obviously they've still got to have two metres apart and so on. So it does actually limit the number of guests that you can have at your wedding. Um, There are going to be no wedding buffets. If you think about it, those of us, particularly those of us like me, that love our food and we really love a good spread, it really takes away a massive part of the occasion because you tend to do a lot of mingling with family members 
um, friends that you haven't seen for a long time, new people. It's a great way to sort of chit chat as you pick over all the amazing food that your hosts have laid on for you. So, uh, yeah, that's not happening anytime soon. Um, Venues have to provide table service still, and table service is no fun at all, as anyone who's been to a pub recently can attest to. Um, Guests still have to wear face masks indoors when not eating and drinking, and that's no fun. Just pairs of eyes staring at each other, no smiles, no happy faces. If you're holding a wedding outdoors in a private setting you must conduct a risk assessment to determine how many guests you can actually safely host. And if you're having a marquee, 50% of its walled area has to be completely open so it can still be classed as outdoors. Um, So the word risk assessment should be off-putting enough. And then dancing is restricted and so is singing. So no more debates over whether Chesney Hawks, the one and only, is a better floor filler than D-Light's Groovers in the Heart. You will not see your dad's and uncle's dad dancing to Come On Eileen and other classics, um, which again just takes all the fun out of it. Um, so while wedding restrictions being lifted is good news, because in comparison to the last 18 months, it is progress. It's really only a small step forward. And many of the things that create the fondest memories at a wedding are still prohibited or severely restricted. So Unless one of you desperately needs a green card, if it can wait, I personally would wait to ensure that you have the very special day that you and your families deserve. Hope that's helpful. I was so excited when I heard about wedding restrictions being lifted. And then when I actually thought about it, I realised actually it's, it's not that great. I think once all COVID restrictions are lifted then we can actually get back to having proper parties and having some fun again. So I had some really nice photos from a client and dear old friend of mine, Patrick Shields. Patrick, if you're listening, hello, love to you, Christina and the kids, um, and doggies as well. And I recently sent a new jacket to Patrick made of bamboo fabric instead of linen. Um, And I think when he originally looked at the swatches, I don't think Patrick was sceptical because he's really open-minded and he does trust me. Like him, all of us for years, when we think about summer jackets, linen is immediately the fabric that springs to mind. But bamboo has been growing in popularity over the last few years and there are really good reasons for it. Um, It's an amazing fabric for us tailors to work with and it's even better for you to wear. Um, Bamboo fabric fibres are hollow so that makes them extremely breathable and there are little micro gaps and micro holes that fill the fibers ensuring the moisture is better absorbed and there's just much better ventilation than other fibers Um, much better than linen even Um, other amazing facts and benefits about bamboo Um, bamboo fabric is really soft it's like wonderfully soft to the touch because the fibers are uh, uh, structured in a smooth and round way. So it it just gives the fabric such an amazing, wonderful feel. Um, Bamboo also provides excellent heat regulation. So it's perfect for people like me that tend to run hot. So when it's quite warm, um, bamboo fabrics feel really fresh and they also do actually protect when it's a little bit chillier. So they're really good in early summer for wearing all through the day because when it's hot, you kept cool. 
but then because the fabric has insulating properties that promote heat exchange, um, it can really help to take the chill when the day does get colder as it gets towards the evening. Bamboo is hypoallergenic, which means it doesn't trigger any allergic reactions. And obviously that's a massive benefit to anyone who suffers from allergies or has sensitive skin. Um, it also gives UV radiation protection, like really. Um, it provides natural UV protection and it can filter up to 97.5% of harmful UV rays. So on especially long hot days when you're dealing with prolonged sun exposure, bamboo's perfect for a little bit of added sun protection. Bamboo fabric has a natural crease resistance, meaning it requires no pressing and no ironing. Um, it just holds its shape really, really well, and that makes things like jackets made from bamboo perfect to travel in because you don't need to worry about wrinkling. Like You could fold a bamboo jacket up and put it inside a bag or something, and it will just spring back to life when you get it out the other end. Sweat usually means BO and just being really stinky, doesn't it? With bamboo, it absorbs 70% more moisture than cotton, but it doesn't retain the unpleasant odour that sweat does give. And then when you add the thermal regulating properties of the fabric and the moisture wicking capability, bamboo garments keep, uh, keep you nice and fresh and relatively sweat-free. Lastly, it's got a positive environmental impact because the bamboo plant grows really quickly and doesn't need pesticides. It doesn't need excess excessive water. It doesn't need excessive care. Um, it regenerates really quickly, and it even cleans the air while it grows. Um, the bamboo species that is used for clothing is called moso bamboo. Um, so it really is quite an incredible plant, and you know it's it's something that we're seeing more increasingly in our industry. More mills are starting to turn to it in summer ranges and um yeah we're we're really excited about where uh where it goes over the next couple of years so next time you're looking to have clothes made for summer wear or you're shopping around for even underwear and socks and things definitely urge you to give bamboo a try if you haven't already we kind of were doing a bit of video calling before the pandemic and now we're doing a lot of video calling and it's going to stay, even though we are gradually starting to see each other in person again. So, you know, I, I got thinking about Zoom fatigue because I'm talking to clients recently and also seeing some of them and seeing how exhausted they are. It's just really concerning. So really, really got me thinking quite a lot about the effects that constant video calls can have on our physical, emotional, mental well-being. And a lot of it is really subconscious type stuff that you don't even realise it just creeps up on you. I really just wanted to sort of give some tips um, that I've found really useful over the last 12, 18 months. And hopefully they'll help some of you to reduce some of the weariness that you might be feeling from doing back-to-back -back video calls all, all the time. So firstly, ask yourself, when scheduling anything, does it need to be a video call? Every single interaction that's needed these days seems to generate the need to set up a video call. So I urge you just to think about whether it's really necessary or not. You might not be in the office, but if you were, if you think about it, many meetings were micro-interactions during the day. So you could stop by someone's desk to ask a question or call someone over or go and grab a coffee or 
more mind-blowingly than all those things, you would just pick up the phone. So stop and think about whether a video call is really necessary before you schedule it. Is it something that could be dealt with another way? The other thing with um, picking up the phone is it's far less stressful than going through the hassle of setting up a video call. Um, And I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but think about it. Phone call, you don't even need to dress up for it. You just pick up the phone and do it. Secondly, schedule breaks. Um, I see so many client schedules where they've just got back-to-back video calls with no breaks from dusk till dawn, and it just smacks of a lack of awareness of their own well-being or their assistants are not doing a great job of protecting them. Um, so if you, whether you control your own schedule or not, put a break in between every single call. You need to decompress after every video call, so don't take them back-to-back if you can help it. Protect your time, protect your well-being. It gives you a chance to wrap up and reflect on a meeting before you start the next one, rather than just bombing your way through the day non-stop and exhausting yourself. Uh, Next, I always plan, set and follow an agenda because video calls can often go on longer than necessary. So I often speak to clients who, they tell me that they're on a conference call when I call them, but it's okay for us to carry on talking because their conference call is dragging on and they're really bored. So look, this shouldn't happen in the first place if you've properly planned a video call. Um, Set an agenda, share it with everyone who's involved with the call beforehand so they all know what's expected of them and what they need to prep for and how long the call's going to be. Stick to the framework as strictly as you can and if anyone goes off topic and starts going off onto tangents and things then just politely bring them back into line and try and aim to finish promptly as well. Um, It also looks good on you as a host because people will come away with it thinking ah my time wasn't wasted there. There are screen features on programs like Zoom that you can use and you should make use of. So again, if you think about it, it's not natural to look at a screen full of faces. Sure, it's fun during the Muppet Show intro. It's not fun during Zoom calls. If you think about a real life meeting, you're never sat there staring at everyone 100% of the time. What's unnatural to us becomes completely exhausting. So just switch the screen view up. Um, there's a, a feature called speaker view or speaker speaker only view and I like to use that option and I hide all other participants. It's far less distracting and it means that I can focus properly on what the person speaking is saying rather than looking at what everyone else on the call is up to and missing important information. Um, that follows on to hiding your own video. In real life when you're speaking to someone you can only see them, you don't see yourself. So Why do you look at yourself on a video call? It makes no sense. It's another layer of distraction as you consciously or subconsciously keep checking your appearance. You check your facial expressions, you check what you're wearing. Rather than focusing on the actual conversation itself, this adds to fatigue and it adds to mental exhaustion as it can make you feel very self-conscious. So use the hide myself feature to hide your video from yourself, but still allow others to see you. And lastly, I don't make meetings video compulsory. So if I'm on a group meeting or I'm hosting a group meeting, I don't feel it's absolutely necessary for everyone to have their videos on all the time um, or even at all. Um, Obviously, there are some videos where everybody needs to participate and that's fine. So 
obviously they can have their videos on, but any video call where the audience is largely passive, so it could be a training session, for example, um, your attendee should have the option of being able to turn their videos off if they want to. Video doesn't equal improved engagement. I've heard people say, if people's videos are off, I can't see them paying attention. Like they could be checking their phones or wasting time on social media or doing something else. Well, look, guess what? Even with video on, they can have multiple windows open on their desktop and they can be doing exactly that, doing other stuff. Um, If people want to do something else, if your content is not engaging enough, they will find a way to do something else. So it's better for you to concentrate on the quality of your content and your delivery than it is for you to constantly be worrying about what other people are or aren't doing. That's it. That's all I've got for this week. If you've got any of your own tips on Zoom calls and avoiding video call fatigue that I've not mentioned, then please get involved. Um, comment uh, comment when you leave me a review or um, catch me on social media at It's Bobby Revilla on Twitter, um, at the Roberto Revilla on Instagram, or you can email the addresses in the show notes share your experiences and uh, anyone out there who's an expert in this sort of kind of field um, I would love to talk to you and even have you on the show I'm going to say goodbye thanks again once more please do subscribe rate review it really really helps Um, you can also catch me on another podcast called play Paul's turn with my friends John Mark Amy and Alex where we talk about books film TV, um, just very light-hearted entertainment type stuff. So you can find that on all major podcast platforms as well. Take care. Hope you all enjoy your weekend and look forward to seeing you on the next one. <laughs>